0: Thank you guys so much for being here on What If Sunday. We started this journey uh, at the beginning of, of the year, uh, and it started just in a prayer time, asking God, what if? Um, I know a lot of us might play that game sometimes, and we've talked about this over the last several weeks. Um, and we ask ourselves, if I had this, or if I had that, or if this happened, then what, what could take place? And it's kind of fun to dream that way. But I would have never imagined, as we stepped into 2012, that I would have to ask myself the question, what if we got hit by a fire? What if we lost all of our equipment? What if we had three, four days notice to, to make a shift into a new auditorium or a new place? I didn't play that game, all right? Um, I, I'm more on the other end where I'm like, what if I won the $3 million lottery? Come on, somebody. And, uh, and so we've been asking ourselves, what if? And we started out the series about three, four weeks ago. And, and the first part of the series, we talked about what if we face all the giants in our life with the right perspective? And if you missed that, you can catch it online. Uh, that happened before the fire. I didn't know we were going to face this giant. Uh, we're here for the next three, four weeks, but after that, I don't know where we're going to be, but God's going to provide. What if we faced all the giants in our life with the right, the right perspective? And then the next week, we, we talked about what if uh, we, we truly understand the value of community? And I just want to say this. When that fire hit, man, this church came together like no other and began to give me phone calls and text messages. How can I help? What can we do? Pastor, how can we pull this thing off? And, and because of you, we were able to to continue meeting as a church and we pulled this thing off because we truly understood the value of community. And last week we talked about what if, come on, we worshipped God no matter what our circumstance. What if we gave him praise and last week if you missed it, you missed it. Um, but you can get that, get that online. And, uh, you know, my daughter has kind of been playing this what-if game um, without even necessarily realizing the series we're in. Uh, my oldest, car; she's nine years old, and we're moving into a new house, and we're in the process of remodeling that house. And so um, every day we go over there, and we're working on the house. After we get done with work, we'll get over there 4 or 5 o'clock and work till 8 o'clock at night uh, just to get this thing ready. And my daughter's so excited because she gets her own room. She's been ser- sharing with little sister. Come on, how many of you guys had to share rooms growing up? You know what I'm talking about, Right. Um, your you're best of friends, your worst of enemies all at the same time. And so my daughter has, has been playing this what-if game. Every time we come back from the house, she'll sit down at the table. She'll get out a, a pen and paper, and she'll draw her room out, and she'll de- say, Dad, what if we put the bed here? And what if we, we put the dresser there? And what if? And I mean, she's got so much furniture in this room, I don't know where we're going to put it all, but uh, she's playing the game. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. And so I went to my wife, and I said, Baby, what if we had the 80-inch television? Come on, somebody. Right there. And she didn't buy into it at first, and I was like, come on, baby. I mean, think about all the parties with the Super Bowl on the 80-inch. Come on. All the guys know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I, I got 47-inch television. It looks good in my little condo, but I know I'm going to have to double that thing when we get into this house. You know what I'm saying? What if that 80-inch, and I was trying to sell it to her, and I'm like, baby, I was like, come on, think about all the leaders' meetings. Think about the PowerPoint on that 80-inch television, Right? And so I've, I've been playing this game uh, a little bit as well. What if? And so here we are today on What If Sunday, and we challenged uh, all of our people to invite somebody. And as I look around, obviously, come on, you guys stepped up and you invited some people to church. And thank you for doing that, because I believe in what we're doing here can help change people's lives and help change our, our city. And we, we also said, what if uh, we brought, you know, our best praise and our best worship? Come on, how many you guys thought worship was pretty phenomenal this morning? Come on. Yeah. And then I asked our church, I said, what if, church, we brought our greatest tithes and our greatest offerings? And so one of these buckets here says, this one over here, you know, your greatest offering. I believe that we're going to take up a a huge offering and huge tithes today because I'll be honest with you, we need it as a church right now. Although we have insurance and insurance is going to kick in one of these months, there are some things that we're renting week to week uh, just so we can do the service together. And that's extra costs that we didn't see coming as we came into 2012. And our church has been so generous and such great givers. I know it's going to continue today. And, and then lastly, we said, what if we brought our greatest need and our, our greatest prayer request and we brought it on that Sunday and, and we said, God, we're giving it to you. We're believing for the answer. We're believing for the breakthrough. We're believing for the miracle. And I, how many guys believe some miracles are going to take place this morning? Come on, God's going to meet your need. Come on, God's going to meet you where you're at today. And so we have a bucket over here and in your, in your program on the outside portion, there's a comment card and maybe you've been coming to church for a while. This is how I want you to use that comment card today is I want you to write down your greatest need, your greatest prayer request. And and towards the end of the service, we're going to have a chance to drop it in this bucket saying, God, this is yours. I no longer have to fight this battle. God, you're fighting this battle for me. And then this week, we're going to take those and we're going to pray for you by name all week long and believe that if it doesn't happen today, it's going to happen this week. Can you say amen? amen? Turn in your Bibles this morning to Mark chapter five. I've been meditating on this word for quite some time, and if you've been coming through this series, you notice that we've taken some very common passages, um, and we've just been sharing those along with the what-if thought. Uh, we talked about David and Goliath, and, uh, you know, a pretty common story. Most people would know that. I want to take another story that many of you might know, and I want to read it to you, and then I want to pray, and I want to jump right into it this morning and believe that God is going to bless your life today. Mark chapter 5, start, starting in verse 24. Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 24, and Jesus went with him. A Man came to him in need and begged Jesus to come, and Jesus went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. They pressed against him. They were actually touching him. It was such a, a big crowd that they were brushing against him. They, they thronged about him, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all she had. She's now broke and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd, the crowd that's thronging Jesus, the crowd that's so packed, that's so tight, that that they're brushing up against Jesus. Somehow she makes her way through that. Mm -hmm. And she touched his garment, verse 28. For she said, if, what if, if I touch even his garments, what if I was able to get through the obstacles in my life? What if I was able to go out in this place and somehow get through the throng, get through the crowd? What if I was able to get, if only I could touch his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood, her issue, her circumstance changed. The flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out of him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples perplexed, said to him, you see the crowd pressing you. Many people have been brushing up against you, yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around. It's amazing to me that you can be close to Jesus, but yet never touch Jesus. It's amazing to me that we can come to church week in and week out, but yet never experience his power. It's amazing to me that we can even crack our Bible open and read it, maybe even say a little prayer, but yet we never actually, we can be close to him, but yet we never touch him who touched me and he looked around to see it but the woman knowing what had happened to her came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help her God and Jesus said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your disease daughter your faith has made you. Because you were willing to step out, because you asked yourself the question, what, what if I go out there? What if I get through the, what if I, I can just grab hold of his garment? What if, listen to me, I've, I've learned something. It doesn't matter where you touch him or how you touch him, only that you touch him. Amen. What if? And because she, she played that what if game, she got enough faith inside of her to press through the crowd to get to Jesus. She touched him. Now, Jesus' says, daughter, faith has made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your disease. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is absolutely amazing. God, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that, God, you would use me, Lord, to share a word that would not just bless people, that would challenge people. God, that would encourage people, that would equip people. God, I pray that by the time we get done with this word today, your holy word, your awesome word, that that people would bring in response, Lord God, their greatest need, their greatest prayer request. And, God, you would meet them where they're at today. God, you would touch them as they make the walk to touch you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. This is a great story as we conclude our What If series. Here in the story, we have a woman with issues. (laughs) And I know the guys are sitting out there saying, What woman doesn't have issues? (laughs) And the girls are looking at the guys saying, You are my issue. See, I know how both sides work. (laughs) Some of you just have one issue. Other of you have issues. (laughs) And here's a woman that has an issue. Her issue is she has a discharge of blood. She's hemorrhaging. She's, She's having a continual cycle for 12 years. Her issues are complex, diverse, and they're getting worse. They're not getting better. They're actually to the point where if she continues to bleed, she's going to die. It's gotten so bad that the Bible says that she has gone to doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor. But yet they cannot help her. She's only getting worse. She not only has the original issue now. She has a second issue. She's broke. It's amazing to me that as human beings, sometimes we will ignore going to the right source for our issues so long that it actually creates a secondary issue. She had built a dependency upon resources upon doctors now for 12 years this woman's issues actually they multiply they're not getting better it's getting worse she grew worse now she's broke not only is she broke but but the reality is she hears about jesus thank god for someone that that mentioned the name of jesus thank god for those that on their job place would hey have you heard about jesus Thank God for those that would share on their campus, their school, their work, whatever it might be, that they would just say enough about Jesus so that people with issues can stop going to the wrong source and start going to the right source. Somewhere along the way, she heard about Jesus. I don't know how long she had heard about Jesus. This had been going on for 12 years, but now she heard about Jesus. She heard that Jesus was actually going to be in the area. She heard about Jesus. And you would think that that would actually help her problem, but it does not. Because the reality is, according to Leviticus 15, because of her flow of blood, because of her hemorrhage, she's not even supposed to be out in public. Not only is she dealing with that, but if you read Leviticus 15, it says this, that she's not even allowed to touch anybody. And no one is allowed to touch her. Her problem is not just that she has a flow of blood. Her problem is not just that she's broke. Her problem is she has no one to sit there and and, and console her and be with her in her pain for 12 years. She's alone, she's lonely, she's broke, and she's on the verge of death. This is her story. This is her story. Ironically now, she hears about Jesus, and the one place she needs to be is out there where he's at, where the crowd's at, but the only thing is, by law, she's not supposed to be. She can't go outside. The one place she needs to be is the one place she doesn't feel welcomed, is the one place she doesn't feel accepted, like many of you walking into church this morning, the one place you need to be in the presence of God, the one place you need to be in the middle of worship, but yet as you came on, you walk on with a little bit of nerves, knowing your issues. Knowing that, man, if they only found out what I did last night, they would never accept me here. I don't I don't really belong in church. I mean, I see all these people praising Jesus, and I would like to praise Jesus, but but I got some baggage. I got some issues. I got some stuff. And the one place you need to be is here, but it's the one place that you feel like, I don't know if they're going to accept me. Are they going to look down on me? Are they going to talk about me? Are they going to? And you walk in with that fear. This woman needs to get to Jesus. She hears that Jesus is there. But somehow, she's got to muster up enough faith to walk out into public, knowing that she could actually be stoned for her actions. Knowing that she could actually be put to death for her behavior. Somehow, she she musters up enough courage, and she probably covers herself so that her peers don't recognize her. And she covers herself and she, she sees the crowd and she somehow makes it out into the midst of the crowd, making sure that nobody recognizes her. Because if they do, she'll be in trouble. And the whole time she's making her way. I don't know how she fought for the crowd. I don't know why the hem of his garment. I don't know if she was crawling. I don't know if, was, if she was just lurking around waiting for her opportunity. But I do know this. She was holding on to one word, the word if. If only. If only. If only I could touch him. If only I could touch the hem of his garment. At this moment, all excuses are out the door, ladies and gentlemen. Because when you get to the place that she's at, she's desperate. She knows her issues. She knows her issues getting worse. She's tried everything else. Nothing's helped. This is her last walk of desperation. If only... I can touch she makes her way out, making sure she hides herself from everybody else, holding on to the if only what if I can get to Jesus, I might get caught on the way, but it's worth the risk. Cause the, if on the other side, it's, it's amazing. She gets through, she somehow finds her opportunity. If only you can touch the Him. This garment. If, what if you touched God with that faith today? What if you truly came today bringing your issue, bringing your baggage, bringing your stuff, bringing your problem, bringing your, if only I could just get it to Jesus. She reaches through, she sees her opportunity and she reaches through, she doesn't even reach all the way to touch him because it doesn't matter how or where, it only matters that you touch him. She gets through and she touches, I don't know how long she holds on, but the Bible says immediately, immediately, immediately. The Bible says at that very moment when she touched the hem of the garment, immediately, she knew within herself that her issue was resolved. Holding on to if. I can get there. Immediately, immediately it dries up. And in that moment, her what if became a what is, leaving her issue as a what was. See, many of us here this morning, we've walked into this place with a what if. God, I'm, I'm coming today. I've heard what Urban Church is doing, and so I'm going to bring my request. I'm going to bring my prayer. I'm going to bring my need, and, and I'm going to drop it, and I'm going to leave it. Some of you haven't even made that decision, yet you came because somebody invited you, not even knowing maybe what this was about today, and, and yet you've got some stuff hidden inside. See, the reality is we can relate to this woman, every single one of us, because all of us have issues. All of us have stuff. And if you're sitting here today saying, I don't have any issues, you're probably somebody's issue. <laughs> you're mine right now. Cause I know I got issues. <laughs> we all got issues. We all got something. Yeah. But maybe like her, you feel like you've got to hide because if I, if, if they find out, What will they think? What will they do to me? Or maybe like her, you never heard about Jesus. You didn't know where to go. Maybe like her, you've been struggling with the same issue for a long time. And you haven't surrendered it to him. Or maybe it's not an issue at all. Maybe you're here today and you just need a breakthrough, it and you need a miracle. The walk is the same. You've got to press past all the circumstances. You've got to press through all the stuff and all the obstacles in your way. Holding on to the word, if only I touch God, then something's going to happen in my life. That's why we worship at the beginning of service. Worship is not just to, you know, get us ready for the word. Worship is us trying to press through all the stuff and lay hold of him and give him praise and give him glory and put things in the right perspective and realize, you know what, my issue might be bad, but I've got a good God who can take care of that problem. And so through worship, we've been pressing through some stuff. Maybe some of you are unable to do that. Keep pushing through. She had to walk with the pain of her circumstance. Listen, by law, she was not able to touch anyone nor be touched for 12 years. This could possibly be her first touch in 12 years. The loneliness, the pain, the discomfort, not feeling loved but feeling rejected, not feeling accepted. Alone on this journey. Maybe you can empathize with her today. Now, maybe, maybe you don't think it's like that, but what is the issue today? See, a lot of us here this morning, we have some hidden issues. There are, there are couples in here today that, that their, their marriage is on the brink of divorce and their spouse doesn't even know about it. Because they haven't been able to share how they feel in fear that they might be rejected once again. There are people sitting here today that you have some hidden pain, a secret sin. There are people here today that have an issue, maybe, maybe fits of rage or anger. There are people here today that you need a miracle. You need a breakthrough. I believe that as you let go of it today and allow God, there are people here today that have needed a miracle for years. What is it about today? I don't know. What was it was it about this moment for for this woman? The if gave her enough faith. And she kept her focus on him. I mean, think. Pressing through that throng of people. It wasn't just like four or five people. Pressing through so many people that now probably her covering has been pulled off and she's exposed, but she presses through. She lays hold of the garment and in that moment, her what if became a, what is she received her healing. She received her breakthrough. She received the power in one moment. Everything changed. Let me tell you what's different about today for some people. Some people have been putting an expectancy upon today. Some people have been saying, I can't wait to get to what if Sunday. I know, Shannon, you've been saying, I, I got, I, I've written out not just one. I've written out 50, and I'm going to put them in that bucket. And I'm going to believe that God is going to give me my What if, when I drop that in there, the answer comes, the healing comes, the restoration comes, the finances begin to flow. What if, if. If you say, Pastor, is there power in writing something down and dropping it in a bucket? No. Just like there was actually no power in her walk, the power was in the faith that she put in Jesus. It's perspective. But the story doesn't stop here. The story actually gets better. See, a lot of us would stop the story there. Wow, she pressed through the crowd. Wow, she touched Jesus. Wow, she made it. Good job, woman with issues. Gold star. But the story doesn't stop there, and the story doesn't have to stop there for you. As soon as she touched him, see, we want to stop right there. A lot of times, we want the power. We want the blessing. We want the healing. We want the touch, but we might not even want to get connected with the Savior. So we stop. That's an amazing story. If if we don't go any further, the story is good all uh, all by itself. But the story doesn't stop there. It gets better. Immediately she's healed. She knows it. And immediately at that same moment, the Bible says that Jesus turned and said, Who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? See, there's a lot of people in this service, but not everyone's touching him today. Who touched me? He had been getting bumped. He had been getting brushed up against. He had been, and all of a sudden, boom, he stops because someone touched him with faith and expectancy. Wow. Wow. See, we can come to church week in and week out, and we can be like the throng, the crowd. Walk away like, I don't see, I don't see, I don't see what's so cool about church. I don't know what people get out of it. But then there's others of us like the tall, goofy guy up front. I can't dance, but when I get in the presence of the Lord, I don't care. I've only danced with two people, and that's my wife and with him. You should see her toes. They're all bruised up. (laughs) But man, something's so powerful. Why? Because when I come, I'm touching him like the woman touched him. Listen to me. One thing this circumstance and situation has done for me, it has redirected my focus completely on Him again. Completely on Him. Completely on Him. Sometimes, you know what? Even as pastors, we get to a place where we get comfortable. Oh, I always want to grow. I always want to see new people. I want to, I want to see people surrender their life to Jesus. I want them to experience the, the love and the hope and the faith that I have in him. And I, I want them to feel that in their life all the time. Yes, I want that. But we can kind of get complacent, you know. And, and we get to a place like, yes, I want to grow. And yes, I want to reach more people. But, but I've gotten kind of comfortable. And sometimes we need something to rattle. Our, I would never pray that upon us. I would never pray it upon anybody. But let me tell you something. It was used to rattle this pastor. And I'm determined not to allow this to get our focus off of reaching the lost for him. Mm -hmm. The story gets better. Who touched me? And the woman now trembling a little bit in fear. And I don't think this was the fear of what's going to happen to me. This is the fear that my God has turned towards me. And she comes up trembling and she comes and, and she probably kneels down and gets down to his feet and she tells him the whole truth. See, a lot of times we've got to go public with our stuff. If not with others, at least with him. And sometimes just on the confession, that happens. And she tells him the whole story. And Jesus, as almost as if nobody else is there now. It's just her and him. says, daughter, your faith has made you daughter. Watch this, because you're not getting it yet. At the very beginning of the story, she's a nobody. At the very beginning of the story, she's not even named. There's a certain woman. there's There's a woman not even named. And it begins to explain the the, the feelings that she has, that she's an outcast, she's not accepted, nobody wants her. She can't be touched by anybody, she can't touch anybody because of, of the law. And now this nobody becomes a somebody when Jesus begins to turn, and now the somebody becomes a daughter when he begins to talk to her. And in one moment, she went from a nobody to a daughter and in one moment you can go from a nobody to a son and in one moment you can go from unsaved to saved you can go from uncovenant to covenant you can go from facing death to being healed you can go from being broke come on to having financial provision you can go needing a miracle and receiving your miracle in one touch see jesus doesn't stop at the healing he wants to bring you into a relationship. It's all about relationship, whether she got healed or not. He wanted to take her from a nobody and bring her into the family and not just make her a somebody, not just make her a hired hand, not just, no, he wanted to make her a daughter. Daughter. I can only imagine at that moment 12 years of being alone. 12 years of fighting pain, 12 years of, uh, of being broke and having Jesus say, I accept you, I receive you, you're mine because he doesn't want to stop at the miracle. He doesn't want to stop at the breakthrough. He doesn't want to stop at the provision. He wants to invite you into a continual blessing, to a continual overflow, to a continual relationship. My God, he wants you to go from a nobody today to a daughter. He wants you to go from feeling separated, confused in pain to coming into a covenant relationship with him where the deal is sealed by his blood and not by hers. Her what if became a what is and her issues became a what was. Church, you have an opportunity today to make that same walk. Whether you have sin in your life, whether you just got some issues that are unresolved, you have the opportunity, no, not to have the miracle, no, not just to have the breakthrough, the blessings, but to step into a covenantal relationship with him to become a son, to become a daughter and to know the power of his presence. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is absolutely amazing. Do me a favor, just close your eyes. And some of us are ready to make this walk today. Just close your eyes, and I want you to think about where you're at, and if you can, at the same time, rip out your comment card and begin to write your issue down. We're going to surrender these things to Jesus. I invited a whole lot of people to come this weekend, people that have never been to Urban, some that have. I don't know if they're here, I'm looking around, looking for some of them, but I got, I I know I got a text from one of them this morning at 7.30 a.m. saying, babe, man, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm exhausted. And I thought, man, what a bad service to miss. I also thought to myself, if you're exhausted, why are you up at 7.30, but. Go to bed, sleep in two and a half more hours, get to church. I couldn't help to think to myself, like, well, what is it about a 24-year-old that could be exhausted? You ain't lived enough life yet to be exhausted. You didn't just have all your stuff burn up in a fire. I'm there. I was here Friday night setting up. The women were here yesterday morning, 8.30, setting up. Exhausted? Exhausted? I feel like Moses in the wilderness setting up the tabernacle every weekend. The only good thing that came out of this is we don't have to set up chairs anymore. Pastor, I know that the woman, she pressed through it and she touched the garment but but i don't see jesus how how do i touch his garment i don't see him what what do i need to touch what do i need to do do i do i I need to buy a little jesus doll and tug on the hem i I don't know (laughs) the bible says in romans 10 verse 30 anyone who calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hers was a walk of faith, pressing through some stuff until she got there and physically touched. Yours is a bit different. Although you've got to press through some stuff in your life, all you have to do is begin to open up your mouth and begin to call upon the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God who saves, the God who heals, the God who provides, the God who is and was and always will be. You pray. Because anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from sin. Saved from death. Saved from sickness. Saved from poverty. Saved in your marriage. Call upon him. Cry out to him. It's your reach. It's your journey. But today we're going to make it a little more tangible. Tangible. But before we do, I want to ask you this question, the greatest question you'll ever be asked. Are you in a covenant relationship with Jesus? Are you truly saved? All you have to do is just take a snapshot of the last seven days and you can answer that question because he knows what you did last week. And unlike Hollywood, he knows what you did last summer. Part one, two, three, and four. He knows. He knows what you're going through right now. He knows what you'll be going through tomorrow. He knows what you'll be going through next week. He, he, this fire, it didn't shock him. It didn't surprise him. He knew it was coming. So we got to walk away knowing that, you know what? God, you're using this in some way. I don't know how yet. I'm praying. I'm looking. I'm believing. Hallelujah. As a church, we've got some issues. Some things we've got to practically deal with over the next several weeks. I'm going to ask you as your pastor, will you stick with me? We're going to allow him to figure this out. We're going to wait on him in prayer. He's going to give us the answer, and we're going to do what he tells us to do. We'll probably be in this building the next three to four weeks. If you have children, please bear with us on the walk to Annex 9 over to here. God's going to work this out for his glory. And I know that some people's faith is you're praying for a new school. I'm praying for a permanent building. Come on, somebody. But if your faith is at a school, please keep praying for a school, because I'll take it in the meantime. (laughs) I just got to press through some more issues. But you're here today and you got your comment card in your hand. I want you to do something else. I want you to set that comment card on your lap if it's all filled out. And I know that some people came ready to give their greatest offering. And so we don't have offering envelopes in the programs today because we had a fire. <laughs> Paper burns, it smells like smoke, couldn't use them. So we have a few but I want to ask you church maybe this isn't your church and you're just checking it out thank you so much for coming but I am going to ask you visitor attender plugged in whoever you are would you give something today we need you we need you you don't need an envelope unless you're giving by cash or credit card but you can also whip out your iPhone right now or your Android and you can go to lifeaturban.com. and can go to give and you can give right now online. There's free Wi-Fi. But if you're giving by credit card or you're giving by cash and you're ready to give this morning, only you'll have a few, but if you need one, just shoot your hand in the air. We got an offering envelope for you right now. There's one right here. Yeah, just go ahead and find them right now, guys. Just lift your hand up until you got an offering envelope in your hand if you need to give that way. Thank you guys so much. We might need some more down this row right here, guys. We might need multiple down the row right here. Listen to me, I'm not going to tell you what to give or how to give. The Bible does all of that. God loves a cheerful giver. As my old pastor used to say, I love any kind of giver. <laughs> so you can give cheerfully or you can give with a frown on your face. It all spends the same to me. <laughs> See, if you weren't cheerful before, now you are. If you're here today and you don't know where to give, you can just give to Urban Church. And all of that right now will just go to continue to help us reach needs and meet needs over the next couple of weeks until things begin to level out. Thank you so much. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, you're good. This woman's what if became a what is. As she made a walk of faith. Probably the most traumatic walk she's ever made. Probably the most emotional walk she's ever made. Maybe even the most dreaded walk she's ever made. But she made the walk. And She touched Jesus. Close your eyes one last time you're here today and you don't know Jesus. You're not in relationship with him. You're not a covenant child. You, you looked back at your last week and you realized, wow, I got, some, I got some stuff separating me from God. I, I, need to, I, I need to get right with Jesus today. You say, what, what do I need to do to get right with Jesus? He did it all on the cross. He shed his blood. He took your shame. He took your pain. He took your sins. All you got to do is acknowledge and say, wow, and begin to start living right. Start living right start living right you're here today and i want to pray for you and i know there's somebody here today you're separated from god i'm not going to ask you to come forward at this moment i'm simply going to ask you to raise your hand so i can pray for you right where you're at say pastor is there power in your prayers no but there's power in your confession the bible says that we believe in our heart who he is and confession is made unto salvation you can pray the prayer right in your seat but i want to know who's responding today i want to know who i'm praying for you're here today, and you're separated from God. You're not in a covenant relationship. You're not a Christian. You're not a Christ follower. You've examined the last week of your life, and you realize that now. On the count of three, would you surrender your life to Jesus? One, come on. Don't let this moment pass you by. You know where you stand. two, one, two three. If that's you and you need Jesus, shoot your hand in the air. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's one. Anybody else? Come on, you need Jesus. Thank you. There's two. Anybody else? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah! thank you. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? Come on, you need Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Yeah. You raised your hand. You don't know what to say. All you got to do is say, Jesus, I need you. No one told the woman how to make the walk. She just did it. I can't tell you how to get there. All I'm telling you is you just call upon the name of the Lord. You'll be saved. Lord, I thank you right now for those two people Lord, that raised their hands saying, I need Jesus. I need to surrender my life. I, I need to lay hold of him. God, I pray Lord, in their desperate prayer right now. God, in their confession right now, if that was you, come on, you just begin to talk to them. You can talk to him quietly. You can talk to them openly. It's up to you, but you raised your hand and you're getting right with God. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for those two individuals and I pray God right now, Lord, you would meet them on their walk. You would meet them on their journey. You would meet them where they're at God and you would literally begin to take them from a place of a nobody to a place of being a daughter Lord you begin to take them Lord God out of the uncovenantal relationship into a covenantal relationship with a heavenly father hallelujah hallelujah Lord forgive their sins Lord bring them into a closer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I see you and I know I know what you're walking through right now there, there's feelings of regret there's feelings of shame but there's also tears of joy Allow the tears of shame to turn to tears of joy, saying, Wow, he's a good God and he's got my back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, stand to your feet. That's what we're going to do. I know some of you may have to go. It's five minutes to 12. That clock's fast. Ignore it. Don't you love that in the new building when you stand up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got your comment card in your hand. You got your offering in your hand. Some of you need to make this walk, but you won't be brave enough to make this walk. I understand. If you're not brave enough to make this walk forward, we'll have an usher at the back door and you can drop your comment card in there. But I'm going to pray. And as the band, after I pray, the band begins to play. I'm going to ask you, if you're a first-time guest, and you don't want to come forward, please drop your, your card in the back with the usher. But I'm going to ask you, some of you came ready and I want you to drop your greatest request in this bucket and I want you to drop your greatest offering in this bucket and then I don't want you to go back to your seat I want you to find a place to stand up here and we're going to pray for you today and we're going to believe for your miracle and your breakthrough the only thing I ask is that after you drop it you just scoot off the side so everybody can make their way up you might have to press through the crowd but you're going to get up here thank you Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I thank you right now. God, for everyone in this place. And, Lord, I pray that as people right now begin to bring their greatest request, as they begin to bring their greatest offering, and they begin to drop them in these buckets, God, I pray that you would meet them at this place today. God, I pray, Lord, God, you would meet them. Lord, some of them coming in pain. Some of them coming in desperation. God, some of them coming maybe even a little fearful. But, Lord, I pray that today, God, you would meet them. Lord, I pray that you would answer them. Lord, I pray for my friends, the halls. Lord, I saw them on the street this week. And, Lord, they have such a great anticipation. have such a great expectancy of what you're going to do in their life. Lord, I pray that today God would be their answer. I pray that today would be their breakthrough. God, others that are walking up right now, God, needing clarity from you. Lord, needing answers from you. God, I pray that today would be the day Lord, that miracles begin to flow. Lord, the power begin to flow. That fortune begin to flow. Let a breakthrough begin to flow. That the heavens begin to open up in this place. Lord, I pray Today would be a day of salvation Today would be a day of hope Today would be a day of restoration